Ladies, at Essentia Health, you're not just a patient. You're a partner in your healthcare journey. We'll get to the heart of your health questions, even the ones you're embarrassed to ask. We'll find solutions to fit your unique needs and lifestyle, because here, we're in it together. Feel confident in your care and in yourself. Schedule a women's health appointment with an Essentia Health provider today. Click the banner to learn more. Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 1162. So... The knee-jerk reaction to all of the directorial upheaval happening with the Star Wars franchise would certainly be, I mean, you can certainly understand it in a way, not that you would necessarily agree with it, but the knee-jerk reaction would be to wonder whether the Star Wars franchise is in good hands under the stewardship of Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy. And yeah, there are a lot of people who are doubting it right now, and I have a response to that here, which can be summed up simply by saying, in Kathleen Kennedy, I trust. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Brian J. Jones, author of George Lucas The Life, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and you can divide up the websites and newspapers and magazines and TV shows and whatnot, all reporting on Star Wars fandom into a couple of different categories. It's not, you know, there are two kinds. I mean, for all intents and purposes, there are. It's ones that have second-guessed Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy over directing issues with any of these uh, three movies, particularly Rogue One, the Han Solo movie, and Episode Nine, and... I would say the other category is ones that haven't, but I don't think there's really a one out there that hasn't second-guessed the Lucasfilm folks and Kathleen Kennedy in specific somehow over this whole thing. The further categories I was going to say were just people who second-guessed Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy on Rogue One, people who second-guessed Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy over the Han Solo firing, and now people who are second-guessing about the Colin Trevorrow thing, and then another category for some combination thereof, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, to draw an analogy to baseball right now, the Los Angeles Dodgers have been having a tremendous season, a potentially record-breaking season, winning more games than any other baseball team in history, until just recently they went through a slide, or they've been going through a slide of having lost 10 of their last 11 games while their rivals, the Arizona Diamondbacks, have won 12 or 13 in a row. And there was a 20-game lead. The Dodgers had a 20-game lead on the Diamondbacks. And now, within the space of less than two weeks, it's been cut in half. And Arizona has swept the last six games played against the Dodgers. So, of course, there are people freaking out about this and saying the sky is falling and all sorts of terrible things are going on, especially when, you know, the Dodgers hadn't lost 10 games in their last 60 prior to losing 10 of their last 11. So... Yeah, people freak out about these sorts of things, but what people forget is that those things are aberrations, and ultimately you have to look at the performance over the longer term to really make a decision about whether you think things are going to continue that way or whether they are going to right themselves eventually. Now, that's not to say that the well-nigh impossible can't happen, right? I mean, it certainly does every single day. That being said, it's not necessarily where you'd put your money. So... If you're going to get concerned about 
what's going on with Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy and the directors that have been hired and subsequently fired and all that stuff, I would simply suggest that to calm yourself, you look at Kathleen Kennedy's track record. And you'd start doing that by looking at her box office numbers. So if you were to go to, say, thenumbers.com and take a look at what's her ranking among the most successful producers of all time, you would find that she is number two on the list of the highest grossing producers. Kevin Feige is the only one who tops her at the domestic box office. Now, that may seem strange considering how many movies Kathleen Kennedy has produced versus how many Kevin Feige has produced, but Kevin's only working on big blockbusters and that's it. And Kathleen Kennedy has done a lot of smaller pictures and been very successful with those. Even just, I mean, in general, like when you look at profit margin and that sort of thing, okay? So the number two highest grossing producer of all time. And then when you go international, she drops to number three. Just to number three, a guy named David Heyman jumps up into the number two spot. And his whole thing is basically built on all the Harry Potter movies. There's nine of them. So, yeah, that's really awesome. She's number two domestic, number three worldwide, all right? So that should tell you something. This is also an eight-time, count them, eight-time Academy Award-nominated producer. And when you see the list of movies, it's actually rather shocking that she hasn't won one. So Lincoln, War Horse, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Munich, Seabiscuit, The Sixth Sense, The Color Purple, and E.T. the Extraterrestrial. And this is also the person we should remind ourselves who was tapped by Steven Spielberg himself to start a production company. He co-founded Amblin Entertainment with Kathleen Kennedy and, at the time, Frank Marshall, not Kathleen Kennedy's husband, but would eventually become her husband. So, oh, gosh, why are we so worried about this? Is it just because it's in our nature to be worried about it because we love it so much? Star Wars fandom in general, do we just need something to natter over? Do we just need to, you know, have a worry rock that we just rub with our thumbs until it gets dented and our thumbs get raw? I don't know. Maybe it's just the result of a desperate and hungry 24-hour news cycle and they're just feeding on our emotional weaknesses or something like that. I don't know, but I'm not going to get freaked out about it. And I would encourage you not to get freaked out about it either. Now, that all being said, there's one wrinkle I want to throw into this equation for you, and I'm going to talk about that after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com slash TFA to get right there. And inside you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com. Welcome back. All right, I'm going to make this last part short here. All right, the wrinkle that you kind of have to address is that not everybody in Star Wars fandom liked The Force Awakens, and not everybody in Star Wars fandom liked Rogue One. And I have to point that out because those, of course, are the new movies, right, produced under the new Lucasfilm, under Kathleen Kennedy's 
leadership and stewardship of the franchise. But you have to remind yourself that not everybody in Star Wars fandom liked the prequel trilogy either, and that was done on the, under the stewardship, if I can say it right, of George Lucas, right? And there are people who saw the prequel trilogy and actually liked those movies better than the original trilogy, okay? So they might have said, well, I like the stewardship of Lucasfilm under George Lucas in the 90s and early 2000s a lot better than what he did in the 70s and 80s. The point is, if you ask 100 people about Star Wars stuff, you're going to get 105 different opinions, okay? And most people can do two things very well in Star Wars fandom. Number one, they can enjoy the movies regardless of which ones they like best or don't like best, okay? And number two, they can talk with other Star Wars fans who have different opinions than themselves without making a big deal about it, without it being a divisive or bitter or horrible experience. So what I'm ultimately saying is Lucasfilm under Kathleen Kennedy is going to be evaluated under the same kind of microscope that Lucasfilm under George Lucas was, and everybody's going to have a different opinion about it. And ultimately, the real driver of success is going to be the box office. You know, if it doesn't do well at the box office, then people will be voting with their feet. And that's all we need to know and worry about. If they make a good movie, people will go see it. If they don't, they won't. And so the proof is going to be in the pudding. Let's wait and see what kind of movie Kathleen Kennedy and her gang of merry movie makers turn out with The Last Jedi and with the Han Solo movie. And... Yeah, let's cut her some slack, all right, folks? I know you will. Don't worry. I know you will, <laughs> all right? Hey, that's it for today. So, again, and always, thank you so much for listening, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you go caressing a senator, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans of the podcast, become a patron of the show at patreon.com SW7X7. It's not coarse like sand, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.